Hello and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that scares the, what's the line? All the stuff that scares the shit out of us. Not all the shit that, what? All the fuck we that- We talk about all the shit that scares scare the fuck out of us? All the fuck the shit that scare out of us. <laughs> there we go. I, it's been, it's been such a couple weeks. I'm going to leave that in and I don't fucking care yeah. what we sound like right now. Um, so welcome to our show, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, um, Becky, I'm looking at Marie across the Zoom, and uh, what are you fearing today, Marie? I'm fearing that the that the f bombs are starting right, <laughs> right in the intro. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, I I have a really big fear today that I want to talk about. So okay. I had a near death experience this morning, actually. So what? I was yeah, I was in a rush because I needed to get to my training appointment, and. I pulled my sports bra on and I got trapped. I I was trapped. So the the sports bra got, my arm got tangled in it and it was like pulled up slightly in the back. And I was using all of my strength to try and get out of this awkward sports bra trap. And have you ever been in a situation where you realize you're completely fucked? Like there is no way <laughs> you're going to get out of this sports bra. Position. My God. Yes. And anyway, so I was like, thank God I'm married. If I didn't have a partner, you I would just died in your closet. Floor. Basically a couple of days from now, my cats would be eating my face. And the, <laughs> the police would find, find me in this like weird sports bra bondage position. And they would think, <laughs> It was bad. It was really bad. I actually kind of threw my arm out a little bit. And then when I went to James, I was like, help me. And he was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, get me out of this position. And he had a moment where there was just this brief few seconds where I thought, oh shit, he's not going to be able to get me out of this either. Are we going to have wow. to get scissors and like, yeah, you have to cut yourself out of it. Cut myself out of this bra. And they're so expensive too. We talked about that on our show before. Yeah. Um, they are so expensive that when you find a good one, you have to buy them, but good God almighty, you want to save them forever. You know, and the thing is, I don't even have big breasts. So I could imagine that if you have larger breasts that you could maybe stroke out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it could get in a position where it just like chokes you out. Right. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, that's why I can't have bras that I have to pull over my head. I have to zip or fasten in the back. I just can't. Like, there's just no way. I would never make it. <laughs> you know, funny side note, my mother-in-law called not that long ago and we were, the three of us were having a conversation and she was like, oh, I want to send you this great website I found for small breasted women to get bras that fit properly. And my response was, why would I want to go to that website? And she was like, really? <laughs> she paused for a minute. I'm like, oh, are you saying I'm small breasted? <laughs> I just started laughing. And then she was like, oh, okay, she's joking. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. joking. You just hurt your feelings. You just hurt my feelings. <laughs> so they should have warning labels. Like I, maybe after a certain age, if your spouse dies or whatever, you just should stop wearing sports bras. Yeah, if you're living alone, that should be the warning. Yeah, you know, like not for people uh, that don't have. A yeah, system. don't do this in the house alone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like somebody running out onto the street, like all <laughs> twisted, and they're like, "Oh, boobs akimbo." Yeah, like <laughs> not call nine one one. I need someone to come cut me out of my sports bra. <laughs> oh, I bet you people have done that before. Probably. I think people call 911 for like everything. Yes. Like, like seriously, I can't get my Wi-Fi to work and then call 911. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some town that's having, fi- I don't know the name of the town, but some town that's having financial problems, uh, their police department, because of gas prices, their police department has been saying um, they would prefer to just talk things out over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> if they can rather than actually going to respond to incidents <laughs> that's their new policy that's great 
Who's that? Who's that aimed at? Like the the, the robber? Look, okay, robbers, will you just call me before you rob, and that way I can stop you from robbing? I don't know, or maybe it's maybe it's like domestic disputes or things like that, or we talk it out over the phone. My God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just be careful with those bras. Is all I got for you. Exactly. Yeah. As if you don't have enough to be afraid of now. I mean, I have bought those ones that zipper in the front. Yeah. But I, I don't like them as much as the, the ones that are like full cloth, you know? You can get, I have one from Lorna Jane. It's a couple from Lorna Jane that zip up to here. I mean, they're very supportive. They zip all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> they zip right up to my chin. Right to my chin. I, I think it, maybe um, my issue is that the zipper is not as forgiving when you're moving around. But hmm. If anybody out there has ideas for, you know, small vesting women in sports bra. Uh, don't tell them to us because not- we're both just giants over here. <laughs> <laughs> Giant cans. That's, that's our, I mean, uh, I'm not at that small that I need to. <laughs> I, I do shop at regular bra store. I don't need to go to like, geez. A specialty store. I don't need a specialty store for women who have no breasts. Oh, well, I'm glad you survived that. When we were in New York for the Tonys the other day, we almost got hit by a cop who who was going about 80, and we were in the middle of a crosswalk. And if Curtis and I hadn't jumped back, we would have missed about a, by about an inch and a half. He didn't even have his lights on or his sound. We would have just been another statistic in the streets of New York. Yeah, yeah, it was really scary. So I was thinking like near death like that, but no, you're brothing. I mean, man, that's that's, that's real. Gonna... It's real. Don't diminish it. <laughs> I almost got killed Seriously. by a car story. I mean, yeah, I mean, lots of people get killed by cars, but many um, of you out there have been killed by a bra. You know, I thought about that this morning. What the statistics are? Because you know, a while back, we could even do a show on this. You know, they passed a law about those fitted sheets because people were dying from fitted sheets. What? I still what don't mean? know how they were dying. But there was some statistic out there that like hotels were having to switch to different types of sheets because people were dying from fitted sheets. I, I believe this is a thing. I want to fact check that. Fact check it. Fact check it. <laughs> I'm not doing it right now. We have no. Well, here. now you know. Of course. Next episode, I'm gonna show you guys. I'm gonna talk to you guys about the dangers of fitted sheets. Okay, I can't wait. That's what we'll be fearing next time. Okay, yeah. good, good. Oh, and on a side note, maybe. I know, I think I'm supposed to ask you what you're fearing. So I, that's not, well, I know what you're fearing. I think (laughs) there's, you're fearing some like doctor dentist stuff, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Before you get into that, I did want to mention to our listeners that uh, HBO, it was HBO or Netflix. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up, but I saw a Dr. Klein uh, documentary called Our Father, Mm, which follows up on um an episode that we did on another documentary about a doctor that was impregnating women with their own sperm and this one was absolutely fascinating i highly recommend it but the doctor we talked about was kind of a perv but dr klein actually belonged to this crazy organization called quiverful have you ever heard of this no it's an organization that believes that virile white men christian white men should um repopulate the earth with white children okay yeah are you sure you're not talking about brett kavanaugh (laughs) i don't know maybe but i know or any of those fuckers anyway i think this he may have also been a perv but it seems like this guy's motivation was like his version of eugenics yeah He was like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy, and like all of his kids came out like blonde hair and blue. It was it was creepy, but Ugh. hundreds. We're talking about yeah. hundreds of um, yeah. and the the legal system where he was from like completely supported him over the women and everything. And you know what strikes me as odd, and I don't know why anyone hasn't done it, is like bringing forth a fraud case because. So in the cases of women who thought they were getting random sperm, they may not have a case. But in the cases where women brought their husband's sperm in and he still impregnated them with his sperm, that seems like fraud to me, right? Yeah, I'm shocked they haven't pursued that. 
are no like a civil case of some sort i don't know right right not anyway mm. just a little follow-up from another episode if you guys are interested in that topic the documentary our father is absolutely fascinating really. yeah we did one on um on baby god and that i titled that one uh, get pregnant from a yeast infection because yeah. <laughs> he impregnated his own like stepdaughters because every time they had a sniffle he would he would give them a pelvic exam and uh eventually one of them hadn't even had sex yet and he got her pregnant um so yeah oh, that like this was another thing I, I just thought of this in the documentary that was crazy so they're like interviewing all these people and at one point they were interviewing two of his colleagues so basically a man and a woman that worked with him at the clinic and he actually impregnated one of his colleagues with his own sperm too. Oh my God. I mean, this guy is like no regard at all for anyone else. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy. That's, that's, is he in prison now? He is not. No, they, um, they, they just let him off. What? Yeah, watch it. You gotta watch it. It's crazy. I don't want to. It makes me sad. Everything's making me sad. Sad and angry. Sangry. He's really been discredited and everything. Like this one of his daughters is so mad and so outraged. She's been like bringing all of the siblings together and just going after him like crazy. Good. 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 Okay. She's Oh, that was the other thing, too. Like, when he first met with all of his uh, children that he had sired, apparently he sat at the end of the table. He had a gun in a holster, and he pulled out a pad, and he went around the room, and he wanted to know everybody's name and what they did for a profession. So I think he was trying to see, like, how well his... Of course he was. ...firm had done. <laughs> wacky, wacky, wacky. Yeah. I do think, and I don't want to diminish anybody's suffering, like everybody suffers how they suffer, but, you know, I think even though this act is horrible, I think that people need to appreciate the parents that raise them, you know? Yep. And I, I think for a lot of people finding out that their father wasn't their father or the father finding out that their kid wasn't their kid was it was just so devastating to them and they weren't able to get past it and I thought that was really sad it was oh it's one of the things that that kind of deception can do it really fucks you up and it fucks up your understanding of your your own family and it just it didn't have to happen it didn't have to happen he could have just kept his fucking sperm inside his own body and not put it on every woman he could get on a table well, right. one good thing that did come from it is they passed a law now. So now it is a felony. It's against the law to impregnate someone with your own sperm if they're not aware of it. So that is one good thing that came of it. Okay, good. Anyway, so tell me specifically what you are fearing, uh, Becky. I am fearing um, being murdered in the parking lot of an uptown apartment building in my neighborhood in Dallas. In and um, my neighborhood, yes. If you live and, in a rough neighborhood, a lot of bad stuff happens there. I mean, it's a city, so yeah, there's violence and guns and everywhere. But um, this story involves somebody that I did not ever meet, but I had an opportunity to have met her um, before this event happened. And I have a personal connection with it. This is kind of a long story, and I'm going to tell you the details of it in drips and drabs. Um, and I'm going to kind of jump back and forth in time a little bit. So this story starts, my involvement in it starts in the spring of 2015. And um, someone I've known, my husband and I have known for a good 10 years or so around that time, um, her, her name's Heather, and I did ask her if I could use her name, so I'm going to use her name. Uh, she actually invited me to go to drinks and dinner at a sushi restaurant with one of her close friends, girlfriends. And I wasn't able to go that night. Well, over the next few months, we were in and out of Dallas. I was never able to really get together with her and meet up with her friend. Well, fast forward to Labor Day weekend in 2015. And Curtis and I are in New Orleans celebrating like the pre-wedding getaway party for some of our close friends. She's a big group of us and we're in New Orleans for Southern Decadence weekend, which 
I highly recommend. It's a pride weekend experience and whole, oh my God, you will see some things. I have some pictures that are not safe for work that I took just on in front of, uh, you know, Lafitte, the famous bar uh, um, where there's a dude doing things to another dude surrounded by a group of people. Um, he's on his knees. <laughs> wow. he's watching broad daylight, middle of the day. Welcome to Southern Decadence. It was an amazing sight to behold. How come you haven't invited me to this? Labor Day. We were going to do it the the uh, Labor Day of 2020 again because that would have been like their fifth anniversary or whatever. But something happened where we weren't able to um, ah. to uh, have gatherings during the year of 2020. So anyway, while we're in New Orleans, we're on a balcony in the afternoon of probably the I think it was Sunday, and people since we're all most of us were from Dallas started getting messages and notices and news reports on our phones of a murder that had happened in uptown Dallas that was like within a mile of my place in Dallas. And the way that the initial reports came out, turned out they were right, but this came out very, very quickly, that the person who got killed was shot in the back of the head as she got out of her car in her parking garage then the person who shot her got in a car and was driven away in a Jeep Cherokee. And the police released that picture of the Jeep Cherokee because they had a picture of the Jeep getting going out of the garage with the woman behind the wheel. And the footage was released because they were trying to find who this Jeep belonged to, obviously. And so you can apparently, I don't know if you see the murder or not. I didn't look that up. I don't want to watch it. But you see the jeep speed past this person's body laying on the ground so curtis looks this person up on facebook and the person who's been killed and he says wait our friend heather he says is all over this this person's facebook pictures of her and her favorite place to eat was a sushi restaurant that was really close to my house and i was like that's where we were supposed to go that's who i was supposed to meet that one night a few months back and I never got to meet her. She was. Oh, so why did you not go to the sushi restaurant? I... Well, I don't. That night, I just couldn't go. There was some reason I couldn't go, and we were never able to really reschedule at all. It just never clicked. You know, never happened again. I think that summer of 2015, we were in Montana the whole summer, um, so it just never happened. And for whatever reason, I never got the chance to meet her. So here's where I'm gonna divide this episode and maybe it's two episodes because I don't know how much information we're going to actually get to uh, within a reasonable time I've titled each section and there's just I think I've got 13 or 14 parts to it okay, okay. that's part one is my connection okay? okay and the description was murder gets in a car drives away not a robbery even though her purse was missing just shoots her in the head and shoots her, gets out of the car shoots her in the back of the head grabs her purse and gets into the car and gets driven away by a woman behind the wheel. And so I just was like, because crime is my bit, I said, well, it's either an ex-boyfriend of hers or an ex-girlfriend of her boyfriend. Those are the only two options. Because he didn't get out of the car and say, give me your purse. He got out of the car and shot her in the back of the head. Okay. Um, he just took her purse afterwards. He didn't take her car. You know, I mean, he didn't rob her per se, right? we got some questions here um who is a boyfriend who is the person who got killed and who is the ex right so that's 2015 we're going to back up to 2012 so this is part two back in time in 2012 there's a guy named ricky and he's a doctor and he's a catch he's getting getting out of a marriage he's a young guy moved from california to dallas and Ricky is um, a professor at UT Southwestern, I believe, and he was practicing dermatology. He was heavy into research, very intelligent. I believe he'd gone to Stanford, just an adorable, cute guy, um, pulled himself up by his bootstraps, so to speak, grew up in a trailer park in Northern California, um, and managed to just, just on the upswing, you know? Well, he meets a girl named Brenda, and she is a dental assistant, and they, I, I think they swiped right on each other, I think. Not quite sure exactly. Uh, but they met. And apparently it was just like chemistry. They really got along really well. She um, also had a part-time job at whitening teeth at a spa in North Park Mall. And she was living with some friends of hers 
uh, they had just gotten married. The married couple's like, we love you because you're not living in our house anymore. It's time for you to get out. Well, this was only three months into her relationship with Ricky. But Brenda said, can I stay at your place? And he said, sure, move on in. So she moved in. And that was only a few months after they'd met. So in 2013, Brenda is pregnant from Ricky. Ricky and Brenda talk. They don't want this child. She gets an abortion. Brenda believes that they will be together forever, that they're going to have more kids in the future. Well, in 2014, about a year later, uh, after that, he broke up with her. And she took it really well, actually. She wanted to maintain a friendship with him. He said, absolutely. They did stay friends. Um, and he would, like, run into her various places in Dallas, like um, the Katy Trail, which is this gorgeous green space that runs from uptown to downtown. And he would, like, run into her every week or so on, when he was jogging on the Katy Trail. He was on a, a date one night. And he ran into her at like the Panera Bread or something when he was getting coffee with his date. Um, and then interestingly, he goes to a salsa class, salsa dancing class, just to start to kind of get out and meet new people. Well, Brenda's there taking the class too. So he sees her across the room and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, we both remember how attracted we were to each other. So they start dating again. Interesting. He does not move back in with this time. Now, do we know why they broke up? There's not a lot of detail on that. In fact, Ricky has not been vocal. He's not been interviewed. He doesn't do press. Mm -hmm. There's been Dateline stories and stuff like that on this, but he does not get involved in that stuff. He just wants to put it behind him. The details that we do have is what he said under oath. Um, And we don't know why necessarily they broke up the first time. But the second time she doesn't move back in with him, but she, she moves into an apartment near him, which is also near where I live across Central Expressway from where I live. And he helped her with her bills and he put her on his cell phone plan to help her out with her bills. So they were like a family plan deal, you know? And, but still it didn't work out. So 2015, in February, 2015, he kind of comes to this realization that he wants to do other things with his life. wants to work on himself. I don't know whatever the excuse is he gave her, but he wanted to move on. So he broke up with her again. And that was in February of 2015. Um, and so he starts swiping right again and he goes out on a couple different dates and, um, still maintain a, a friendship with Brenda. He really thought that they were able to pull off that, you know, non the past dating now friendship thing. And by all accounts, it worked. I mean, Brenda, like one night or one day his car needed to go into the repair shop. So he called Brenda and she picked him up and took him there, you know, and dealt with the car with him. Just friendship things, right? Well, I don't believe in that. What? The post dating friendship? No, I don't believe in it. Okay. I'm I think a, it's, I'm opposed. It's almost impossible to pull off without one person, you know, catching feelings again or somebody end up murdered. Yeah. I mean, I won't belabor this point, but what I will say is, I think that sometimes relationships, and this is friendships, relationships with family members, whatever. I think sometimes things should just end. I do too. And you just need to let it go. Yep. Because, yeah, there was this great time, but things happen and it's very hard. You can't reverse time. You can't recapture a moment. And I, and I do. And I know that's, and it's also a consideration. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. You no, work. you go. You go, and I'll, I'll finish my thought. I think it's a consideration for whatever future person that you might end up dating, or they might end up dating, that you're going to have this person hanging around that you used to sleep with, or whatever, and that that's going to be uncomfortable for the people that you. But yeah, I mean, like, if you get into another relationship, the person you're with is not going to like you being friends with somebody that you used to sleep with, or no, you, it's, it's not, not even the, it's not even the sex part, a person that you used to have feelings for. It's just not healthy. And, and it's also not an image anybody wants in their head of the person you love now and you're sitting across the dinner table or whatever at the dinner party with the person that they used to be intimate with, you know, emotionally. Right. And it's just not a good image. It's not. Right. I think it's the same way with friendships too. You know, like, like you and I had a period of time where we were just in different places and didn't communicate that often, but it wasn't like we, we're angry at each other and stop talking, you know, but I do have friendships where it's like something bad happened. You, you can't just go back. And you both need to move on. 
yeah, we both need exactly. to move on. And also, I'll say this before I get back to that story. When you when two people are romantically involved and then they break up and one of them really wants to pursue a friendship with the other person, sometimes they just pursue that friendship with you just so they can hang around until you decide you want them again. And right. you are not doing them any favors by agreeing to be their friend moving forward. You need to give them the chance to move on with their life too. Right. And 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 time. I think time makes you forget about the bad things and only remember the good things too. That's with friendships and relationships. Yep. So if if you had a friendship with somebody and it was horrendous for the majority of the time and that's why you're not friends anymore or same thing with a relationship, it's going to go it's going to be the same again. There's a reason why the honey back period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was an on-again, off-again thing, right? And by the article, I didn't tell you my sources. Let me tell you my sources. Texas Monthly, of course, the great Skip Hollinsworth, and uh, Dallas Observer has a really interesting article about this. And then, um, what's my other one? The Daily Mail, because this was an international story, and it went just everywhere because it was so crazy. Okay, well, but um, from the Skip Hollinsworth article, it sounds like they just had sexual chemistry. You know, that was it. And so maybe after that faded uh, again for the second time, after they got back together, Ricky was like, look, <laughs> it's, I need to stop this. This is not rational. You're not the person for me. It's time to move on. So he did start dating around other people. He swiped right a couple of times and dated a nurse. Um, and again, he maintained his friendship with Brenda, who um, he keeps running into periodically, um, Oliver Uptown and, and stuff. So this is that was part two now we're moving on to part three part three along comes the lovely and kind and almost saintly kendra kendra is a and i'm only saying this not as in what a beautiful you know victim of a crime she was unequivocally beautiful which had to have been very difficult for brenda to deal with um she was also a dentist, not a dental hygienist. She um, was from a very close-knit family in a small town, I think called Pleasant Plains or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a children's dentist. She also did volunteer work for Habitat for Humanity. She traveled to developing nations to to offer free dental care. I'm telling you, this was a a good human. Um, This is the person who I almost met at a sushi restaurant right by my house a few months before she died. Kendra's good friends with Heather, my friend. So Ricky swipes right on Kendra. Kendra swipes right on Ricky. And this is in May of 2015, a few months after he breaks up with Brenda. And man, they hit it off like magic. They go to dinner in Uptown that first night and they spend that summer of 2015 falling in love. And it's all over Kendra's public Facebook page. It's just adorable. She she has pictures of them in California. They're riding a tandem bicycle. But, you know, still adorable. Go-karting. She has a one picture where she's wearing a shirt that says, I'm with Dreamy. And he's sitting in the picture with her. And it's just cuteness. And just you can just see the glow of the falling in love, right? I have to interrupt you. If you ever get a call that I'm in the hospital... It's probably because of tandem biking. James and I were riding a tandem (laughs) bike. I don't think I'd make it out of the parking lot with her. Oh my God. You two on a tandem bicycle is even worse. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the divorce would be imminent. Yeah. Let's say the four of us got together to tandem bicycle and like have wine and cheese. I feel the day would go bad fast. (laughs) so fast so, so we'll be in a rental car parking lot before we get a divorce like we, this would not this is not good i, I feel like the wine and cheese will be thrown it will be bad and someone's threatening somebody with a broken wine bottle a broken wine bottle yeah and a hunk of cheese oh my god tandem bike thing i just thought was oh my goodness bad news but do you i'm telling you they're so stinking cute they're so so cute you believe they could do this right here i'll show you this look how adorable they are they are she's gorgeous i know and you can tell they're just like in love he's cute too although the the cut's a little long but 
it's a little what? 80s the cut his haircut is a little 80s looking to me but <laughs> can you leave him alone he's been through enough god Sorry. he's cute though he's, he's really cute and i also have a connection through another friend who doesn't know heather who's good friends with him and keeps up with him pretty much to this day and stuff too so i'll come back to to what's going on with him so they spent the summer traveling they went to um california a few times they went to a a resort outside austin whatever that nice super nice resort is out there i've always wanted to go i just never have is that what it is no i can't remember but anyway um and so she is you know putting all this stuff on her facebook page well guess who's watching brenda brenda and brenda knows everything okay um let me back up so that is along comes Kendra. that's part three they fall in love over the summer they travel he is uh, planning to take her to meet his family um no he did take her to meet his family in california kendra's planning in september to take him to meet her family in illinois and they're talking marriage already and under oath in court ricky did say you know things move very very quickly we had a lot in common we have the exact same values and we fell pretty, pretty fast in love, you know. So part four, I'm titling this, Brenda, we got to talk about moving on. Brenda was not doing well, Marie. In fact, she became obsessed with everything about Ricky and Kendra. In fact, that's all she talked about. Like she enrolled in dental hygiene, hy- dental hygiene school uh, and on the first day of classes, there's a thing where you introduce yourself and tell a little bit about you. They interviewed somebody that was in that class with her for Dallas Morning News, who said, everyone just said something about themselves and their family and da, 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 and all she did was talk about her boyfriend, the doctor, and all these things, right? Well, then she comes to class one day and she's gotten dumped and all she wants to do is talk about that. That summer, she would talk about nothing but Ricky and Kendra. In fact, she got a roommate that she talked about Ricky and Kendra so much to her roommate, Jennifer, that her roommate moved out after like two weeks. That's how wigged out she was by how obsessed Brenda was with Kendra and Ricky. So she would screenshot the Facebook pages and all these things. And she just was obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. So she also would go out with different people and continue to talk about Ricky and Kendra. So like, for instance, she went out with this one guy named Roberto. Apparently, she spent the entire dinner date talking about Ricky and Kendra. And she said afterwards she wanted to go and visit a friend. Would he drive her over to her friend's house? He drove her to Gables Park 17, which is the uptown high-rise where Kendra lived. He didn't know why they were there. He thought, maybe we're going to sit here and I'm going to get a kiss or something. But all she did was stare at the apartment building. And then he eventually just took her home. (laughs) Okay. Also was asking pretty much everyone she knew if they would hurt Kendra and or Ricky. Okay. Yeah, you have to I have to stop you here. Like, what is it with guys that think when a girl does that that they have a chance? Like, if you go on a date with somebody and they're talking about their ex the whole time, yeah. you should uh-huh. run. It's yep. not an opportunity. No. It's not an opportunity. No. And and also now I'm starting to think like how she kept running into him that 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 was on purpose like she was so when you were talking about like before even though they live in the same neighborhood they broke up but then they would always run in like the salsa class and all that clearly she was just putting herself in that in positions to run into him because i have lots of friends that live in my neighborhood that i never see so we let people in the building in dallas that we never see in the elevator or whatever yeah So if you're seeing someone on a weekly basis, you're stalking them. There's something going on. And pretending like, oh, what a coincidence. Yes. Yes. You might be onto something. You think, uh, hmm, hold on to that thought, Marie. We'll come back to that. So she's asking people, hey, you think about hurting somebody for me? Do you know anybody who could hurt somebody for me? You know? And so... Uh, here's some of her ideas that she threw out at people. One guy she met up with and literally brought him an aluminum baseball bat and started talking about whether or not he would go and put Ricky in a coma for her and stuff. And he thought she was just drunk and kidding or something, but of course he didn't report it to anybody. 
well, she wanted to knock Ricky into a coma, maybe just scare Kendra a little bit so she'd break up with him, maybe kill Kendra, maybe grab her from behind and stab her with a drug-filled hypodermic needle into the chest. Maybe you want to beat her to death. Maybe I want to shoot her. Wow. Yeah. So she is coming up with all these ideas and telling people all about it, right? During this time, she was still in touch with Ricky. And every once in a while, like, he would just text her. You know, how's it going? Good I luck on your somebody would have said, maybe some therapy. Like, what the yeah. heck? Yeah. Does anybody, <laughs> does anybody in her circle of friends, like, just say to her, Brenda, you're off the deep end. It's over. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. to stop, Brenda. We need to stop. We need to move on, Brenda. Or was Brenda just so involved in this that she had no friends, no This was her full-time activity. Like, literally, the roommate that moved in, first of all, I think she was literally there two weeks. But she talked so much about Kendra and Ricky. Jennifer moved out. But for the first, for the previous, like, week, she tried to come up with any excuse not to go home. Because that's all, that's all Brenda would do, is look at the computer and take screenshots and obsess. It's crazy. Okay, continue. Yes. So um, he sent her messages saying, good luck on your final exams for your you know, dental school and stuff. But towards the end of August in 2015, he did call her and tell her that he had gotten a job offer in California to move back to California. And he needed to take her off of his cell phone plan. He was going to change plans. So at some point, I mean, at this point, Brenda by all accounts, knew that he and Kendra were serious and that Kendra was probably going with him and that he was going to leave the state of Texas and go to California. She was following Kendra's Facebook page. She knew all about their travels. She knew about airline reservations Ricky had made for them to visit Denver. She knew they'd made plans to take more trips that were coming up. Um, and he was planning to take Kendra to Cancun over Labor Day weekend. Was he aware that he was being stalked by friends? No. Okay. He thought they were just friends. And then they were going to go to Kendra's hometown to meet his family and, adorableness alert, they were going to attend Pleasant Plains' Fall Festival. How cute is that? It is. In October, when he went up to meet her parents and her, I believe, four or five siblings. She had a big family up there. So, like, another, I have to insert here again, too, like, when you break up with somebody and you think you're being, like, a good person by saying you want to maintain a friendship or whatever, it's actually incredibly selfish. Because if you're the person that's breaking up with somebody else, likelihood they're not fully over it, unless (laughs) it's a mutual breakup, which it almost never is, then that person has to continue to view you moving on. Yep. I mean, that's, that can drive people crazy. Like I have, I'll admit, I have liked people at times in my life and like we broke up or it wasn't reciprocal and it was upsetting to me to see them move on with someone else. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I caught myself obsessing about it and like, oh, she's a bitch and all that, I would rein myself in and say, you know what? I need to just not be around them. I know that's a hard decision to make. It's like choosing not to gossip or, you know, like all these activities, there's this negative, you get um, serotonin and endorphins yes. and all that yes. from negative. Yes, you get a charge. You still get that charge even, and you just can't stop scratching that scab. Exactly, yeah. Yes, yes. So it is, I'm not saying it's an easy decision, but you have to make that decision to say, okay, I'm not going to, find pleasure from this anymore I'm going to try to find pleasure from finding a new relationship where somebody actually wants to be with me you know yep I agree so if the person who's pursuing the friendship is the one who got broken up with that's different because I do think that's what's happening here I don't think it was his idea I think that she was so chill at convincing him Brenda was that she was just friends with him that he believed it that's from all accounts this guy was guileless and sweet and kind-hearted trying to be a nice guy and trying to be nice but also really took her at her word you know just really took her at her word yeah all right so how did Brenda know about all of this Marie not just because she followed Kendra's Facebook or Ricky's Facebook or Instagram no 
she had Ricky's email and iCloud passwords. Oh my God. And a key to his apartment. She downloaded an app that allowed her to track the location of his phone. And that's how she knew everything he was doing. She had every text conversation, every dinner reservation, his scheduled workouts on the Katy Trail, every plan he made, his entire calendar, everything he spent his credit cards on, his Delta Air Miles plan. She knew all of it. And he had no idea. Wow. In fact, he didn't find out until much, much later after the murder that that she had this. That's awful and creepy. Awful. So, part five. Classy Crystal comes into the picture. So, a few weeks before the phone call where he told her he was moving to California and taking her off his cell phone plan, Brenda asked her roommate Jennifer's friend named Crystal was a struggling single mom and thought Brenda was classy because she wore Mac makeup and had two flat screen TVs mm. to, to help her carry out the killing of Kendra. So hey, I'm kind of seeing why Ricky broke up with her too. I mean, this is another, this is another thing too that always pops up. Like if somebody's not the right person, just move on. Exactly. That's like, why, why my three was, hey, Brenda, we got to talk about moving on. Yeah. If Brenda was my friend or I've been an acquaintance or somebody at school. I would have had to say, look, I'm not hearing about this anymore. You're in trouble, girl. you in danger, girl. You need to move on. Yeah. Okay. So, Classy Crystal. With Mac makeup and the... T- uh, admiring the Mac makeup of Brenda and thinks that Brenda's got it figured out. Says... Well, how much are you going to pay me to help you uh, kill that girl? How's $500 sound? Sounds good, Crystal. Let's do it. How much, so, Mac, how much Mac makeup can you buy for $500? She is interviewed by Skip Hollinsworth. Crystal is much later after all this went down. And, and he basically was like, why did you do this? For $500, what are you doing? What are you talking about? And basically, he just said, she just looked at him blankly. Like, I had a kid to support. Why wouldn't I take the money? It was kind of like her attitude. You know, so I don't want to alienate listeners named Crystal, but I gotta say, the Crystals are. (laughs) Is that a trouble name? It's a trouble trouble? name. Yeah, there's a couple names that are kind of troubly. Brandy's one of them. Sorry if your name Brandy or Crystal, but those are kind of Brandy Crystal. My experience in my life, I've had difficulty with people named Brandy. But anyway, Joy Joy is another one. It's like some weird, ironic twist of fate that. All the joys I've known have been <laughs> really very <nice>. unhappy. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, Crystal um, Mercedes, that's another one. That, really? Yeah. I don't know enough people name that. So, so Brenda says, hey, uh, Crystal, you want a 500 bucks? Crystal says, sounds good. So for several days, Brenda and Crystal followed Kendra around in their car, watching her through a pair of night vision binoculars, Marie. This is, this is, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is a classic case of women not doing a good job of negotiating for themselves in the workplace. I mean, <laughs> I think that men, men that take murder for hire get a much higher rate than $500. Well, there's, there, just hold that thought. We'll come back to that, okay? All right. Because you're onto okay. something there too. Okay. So they were talking about different ways to kill her. And they thought maybe shooting her is probably the best way to do it. Okay, let's do that. So they then drove around Crystal's neighborhood asking various men they saw if they would be willing to shoot someone for money. <laughs> right, so now they're bringing another person in. Wait, this is the thing that you and I always talk about on Murder for Hire. We did an episode on Murder for Hire. Is Orange the New Pink? Because people are so dumb. They involve other people who do not know what they're doing and they don't keep their mouths shut and they will throw you under the bus in a heartbeat. It seems like Crystal is subletting her murder. She is. Is she, she is. Gonna... She's outsourcing her murder. <laughs> yeah. So is she going to split the 500 with the dude? Oh, no. Let me get to the next part of the story. Okay. Part six. The dude's going to want a lot more money for the murder. Part six is know. called, let's talk about Christopher with a K. All right, let's do it. So at one point, while well, apparently asking every man in Dallas, Texas, USA, hey, you want to kill a girl? 
they go to Crystal's mother's house and there's some people there. And along with these people is this guy, Christopher with a K. And he has brought his three, three children to Crystal's mother's house. I guess they're jumping the trampoline or playing in the pool or something like that. Um, he's just there hanging out with some other people. And let me tell you about Christopher with a K. Father of three in total and complete loser. He was just getting by making a little bit of income selling marijuana. Uh, the picture of him is remarkable. I'll show you in a second. Apparently he had a bunch of tattoos all around, one of which read one man army on his back. Perfect. Yeah. With a picture of an AK-47 surrounded by bullet holes. Yeah. Um, he had a long, long criminal history. He's a catch to, and release. <laughs> yeah. Going back to high school, he had aggravated assault, aggravated robbery, and burglary of a residence convictions. Okay. Don't you worry, Marie. He had big dreams. Big dreams. Christopher with a K wanted to start a prostitution ring, and all he needed was some startup money. Well, in comes Crystal and Brenda. Hey, Christopher, I will give you $3,000 worth of drugs and money so you can start up that prostitution ring. All you got to do, kill this bitch for me. Christopher says, sounds good. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> Part seven, I'm calling this, don't you hate it when there's trouble with your borrowed getaway car? So getting close to when the murder is going to happen. They've talked with Christopher. He says, I've got the gun. Don't you worry. I'll take care of it. Crystal and Brenda borrowed a silver BMW from Brenda's friend for Crystal to drive to the murder. Okay. So Crystal's getting 500 for being the driver, essentially. Yes. But that morning of the murder plan, there was a problem with the BMW, so they had to take it to the shop. They took it to Brenda's friend, Jose, who owned a body shop, and he let them borrow his car. Oh my gosh, poor Jose. A black Jeep Cherokee, until he could get the BMW fixed. Part eight, Brenda creates an alibi. Brenda decided to have the killing done on September 2nd of Labor Day weekend. This was the day before Kendra and Ricky were scheduled to leave on that glamorous, fabulous Mexico trip to Cancun. So Crystal drove Brenda to a public library in Dallas where Brenda had arranged to meet up with someone from school to study for a, a hygiene certification exam or something like that. Okay. So this is her creating the alibi. Her friend at the library dropped her off at Chili's to meet up with another friend for drinks, which is where she was at the exact time the murder took place. So she was with people the whole time that evening to make sure she had that alibi. So Crystal goes and picks up Christopher that afternoon and they go to the Smile Zone Children's Dentistry where Kendra worked and they parked across the street and spent most of the day just staring at Kendra's Camry. Part nine, don't you hate it when your childcare needs interrupts your stalking and murder plot? So at around 2.30, Crystal, without explaining anything to, to Christopher with a K, apparently just drives away from Smile Dental and drops Christopher at his apartment, goes to pick up her kid from school, takes him to Sonic, buys him some tater tots, takes him to grandma's for babysitting, goes and picks up Christopher and goes back to Smile Dental. Okay? And here comes Kendra. She gets in her Camry. They take off behind her. They lose her in traffic, but apparently they didn't plan on her turning off and going to a friend's house to pick up some goggles to take to Cancun to go snorkeling, which that little detail hurts my soul. I mean, this woman didn't know she had a few hours to live. Yeah. You know? It's terrible. Whew. So, so they knew where she lived, right? Um, so they went to the apartment complex before she got there and they followed someone in. They drove in behind her um, and they went down to where they could watch the entrance for um, Kendra to get there, waiting for Kendra to get there. And so part 10, the murder. Christopher got out of the Jeep right after Kendra drove past them in the garage. And I'm quoting directly from Skip Hollingsworth's article in Texas Monthly. Christopher walked to where she was parked. And just as she stepped out of her car, he raised his pistol and shot her in the head. 
Another resident who was in the parking garage heard Kendra scream, more like an animal, he said. More like an animal, not like a human. Christopher then grabbed Kendra's coach purse and a camera she had and hurried back to the Jeep. Crystal pulled away, driving right past Kendra, who was lying face up on the garage floor. Meantime, Ricky is upstairs in Kendra's apartment waiting for her because they're going to get ready for their trip to Mexico. That's terrible. He was texting her, you know, texting her, texting her, texting her. Eventually got really worried. He found out from somebody who worked in that building what had happened later on. Did she die instantly from the shot? Pretty, pretty instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ricky. Christopher with a K is like a really bad dude. Like, yes, he had no hesitation. Like, it doesn't seem like there was conflict. You know, a lot of times with these murder for hire things, people are conflicted. These two were not conflicted. They were not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Apparently, no remorse either in either one of them. And this, this little detail makes me want to punch somebody. The night of the murder, Ricky is calling friends and family to tell them what had happened. One of the people he texted was Brenda, his oh, friend Brenda. Yeah. She come over to comfort him? She offered the next day. She offered. I don't know if she ever did or not, but she offered. If you need anything, you need to bring you some groceries, I can help out however you need. Unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. Okay, so... Uh, we're going to stop there for now and we'll pick this up on our next episode, which will be Kendra Hatcher part two. Thank you for listening to Now Fear This, the podcast where I couldn't even remember what it was about. Yeah. Uh, something about being scared shitless. Um, you, really blew, you blew the intro. <laughs> I blew the intro, but that's fine. Take it home, though. You can do the ending. Take it home. Um, please go and give us five stars give us a good review we'll read those on the show i've got another review i think to read from another app i have to go find that i'll try and do that next time or the time after that so go go to our website for life-changing content great change your life go there all right talk to you next week bye bye